0: I don't think that's necessary. Um, okay. Welcome back to another episode of Maybe Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets, Nation, all hail
1: Caesars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A nod, as you are no doubt aware, (laughs) to the bookmaker in (laughs) Vegas who has placed the best odds for getting Kevin Durant to the Brooklyn Nets. Here we are, back as we are each and every unrelenting week, to talk all things Nets Nation. Simon, I'm going to go open that bathroom door. Why don't you tell us (laughs) how you have been?
1: I have been great. Uh, just got back from Chicago, and uh, which was actually good. I know you, you and I both actually shared a dislike of that city. I, I'm willing to give it some more credit than I than I had previously.
0: Uh, what 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 really what spoke to you this time? Well, I'll tell
1: you. Remember how the train was borderline like unusable when we visited Lane? Yeah. So where we stayed which was a neighborhood as i gather a pretty new newly created neighborhood called South Loop. Oh,
0: it's quite convenient. Yeah, i mean <clears throat> i don't think anyone any neighborhood could be less convenient than <laughs> get on the red line and then just keep going right. until the red line refuses to go anymore. Right. Uh South Loop, that's right by Manny's. Oh, yeah, it's a bummer. I'm sorry, Bill. But you know what? We can't dwell in Chicago. Sure, this sure. is a Nets podcast. Uh, great sure. to hear. You know a little bit about your trip, though. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to pick your brain about it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we've got Nets, Nets, Nets to get to, and we have a lot to cover this week, Simon. We are going to talk about free agency. Uh huh. Mostly about free agency. Uh huh. For this is the pre-agency draft. Not draft. <laughs> the pre-agency podcast, podcast yes. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about draft results and we are going to say a few goodbyes to some fallen nets. Sure. Great. Uh, so let's start in free agency, Simon, and the way I thought we should begin our discussion of what is going to happen in this totally, potentially franchise-altering free agency is... Mm-hmm. Is I want to take a little voyage back in time. Picture yourself on June twenty-sixth, two (laughs) thousand eighteen. You're in a small, hot apartment, directly adjacent to a shuttle train. (laughs) Okay, are you putting picturing yourself there? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about who the Nets at that time were about to seize upon in free agency. They were about to pick up Shabazz Napier, mm-hmm. Ed Davis, mm-hmm. Jared Dudley, mm-hmm. and the most statistically awful net of all. <laughs> <laughs> the man who, who, if you think you can't get any lower, <laughs> keep on looking, because you're going to find his name there. Travion, the stretch four. <laughs> Graham. Yeah. That's where we were one year ago. Here we are today, and Vegas, as you alluded to, has Kevin Durant coming to us. Virtually every single NBA reporter worth the name has Kyrie Irving as good as on the Brooklyn Nets. It would be a nine, it
1: would be a Iraq War level Media disaster,
0: (laughs) right? If if Kyrie
1: does not come to this,
0: yes, he is the the biggest media mistake since (laughs) um, WMDs. Yeah. Uh, So a quick question before we launch into the first of the gentlemen linked with the Nets, Kyrie Irving. Just a quick question. It can be yes or no. You can elaborate a little, but let's keep it brief. Do we, for sure? do better this free agency than those four guys? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a little ray of positivity, which is <laughs> not always forthcoming from you. Which yeah, that's is, true. Which is, uh, it's good Chicago's changed you.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I love South Loop, and I love those mats.
0: <laughs> deep dish, deep dish, deep dish. Uh, Kyrie seems like a lot to come. So, Nets fans and presumably the front office have been agonizing over the question of Kyrie versus Mm D'Lo, our 23-year-old all-star point guard. Um, And I want to start with Zach Lowe's article. Okay. So, he says he has polled about 30 team execs, and there's nearly universal agreement uh, with Irving only making 5.4 more this season than Russell, potentially, mm-hmm. um, Irving is worth it, even right. if he comes alone. Mm-hmm. Hurts to hear, but it's true. I think, I think everyone would agree, Kyrie Irving is the better objective basketball player in 2019. Yeah, but. Lowe writes, what if Russell can't find a max deal? Or if the Nets leverage the extra year they can offer into a discount on annual salary? To me, that was the most interesting part of this article. Uh, His breakdown of teams that could potentially be interested in him, that we're talking Pacers, Timberwolves. Suns. Uh, there's just not a team where there's clearly going to be max cap space. The, the Lakers. Right, Lakers. That there's clearly yeah. going to be max cap space available for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So then that gets to the question of okay, so if he's 8 to 10 million, is it still worth it to go for him? And he said about 75% of execs still said it was worth it. Um... Though many expressed concerns about the chemistry and there were scenarios if Durant were not included in the package where about half of them were uncomfortable with this. Zach Lowe's prediction, he's coming, with or without Durant, to the Nets. I think that's where the, the, the smart money's at right now. Yeah. Where do you stand? Have you come around... At all to Kyrie because I know our knee jerks were very much anti-Kyrie. Let's keep the let's keep the gang together. Mm-hmm. Bring them back for one more one more tour. Right, we love our boys. Um, and a question that you've asked: Why do you think the Nets might not be totally sold on D-Lo?
1: Yeah. So uh, to answer your first question, I have become a raving Kyrie. Uh, pro Kyrie guy now that's not true I'm still very worried mm-hmm. but I have um I have become much much more comfortable since last we talked on this podcast with the idea of Kyrie Irving um a lot of it has to do with just blocking out everything I know except his stats because <laughs> uh, his stats are incredible like his stats are like it's like 20 what is i I can pull it up but it's like something like 25. Uh, 40% from three, like 47% from, uh, the field.
0: Um, he shoots over 40% from three, which is, which is crucial stat. He has arguably the best handles in the game. He's one of the greatest finishers, not playing right now, but of all time. Right. Um, he go ahead sorry oh yeah I was just yeah he, he's averaging 24 points a
1: game um effective field goal percentage of 557 five, um and uh yeah as you mentioned 40 percent from from the from the three point line his free throw percentage it's good. is 87 yeah
0: he's he's very good at it. i yeah. mean all the numbers are he's great i think it's telling that in a year where you couldn't really have worse PR than Kyrie had um, in terms of what a disappointing <laughs> season Boston had and how he was rightfully or wrongfully uh, <laughs> very likely rightfully uh, blamed for much of it. Yeah, He still was second team all NBA, mm-hmm. which would put him in the top 10 players in the NBA. Yeah. Um, now, there's more competition in terms of forwards and bigs. Mm-hmm. I think the third team bigs are better than Kyrie Irving, and arguably some that were left out could be uh, argued that they're better than him. But, in terms of guards, he's a top four, five guard mm-hmm. in the NBA. Undeniably talent-wise. Yeah. Um, you and gotta go for it, right? You gotta, well, right. and I. I so, uh, the other
1: thing is just like, looking at his free throw numbers and, and, you know, reading the Zach Lowe article, like, he does get past defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this gets to your second question, which is why might the Nets not be totally sold on, um, on D'Lo? I do think they like him. I do think that they would be fine resigning. I don't think this is an indictment. You know, and secretly they can't wait to get rid of him, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that at all. But I do, if I had to get inside Sean Mark's mind, I would say they had doubts about some of the lingering issues in his game, even as he elevated it immensely over this last year. And then the playoff series, small sample size as it was, I suspect, crystallized those fears in, in a lot of ways. Not so much, again, that they wouldn't offer him a max under other circumstances. Not so much that they hate him, think he's worthless. But do enough to say, let's take a chance on a different point guard. Let's let this guy walk, who we've put an enormous amount of, of time and effort into, who who is like a very team-first guy, who's great in all these other ways. Let's just, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, <coughs> the, the, the flaws in Dela's game... Are glaringly obvious if you're if you are just looking at analytics. Uh, we talked about his um, field goal percentage at zero to four feet, which was about. 20% below league average, which is shocking. In addition to which, he barely ever gets there because he's afraid to go all the way in. He can't draw the foul. He, he's not going to score, and he knows that. So he pulls up in a range, in mid-range, which is the least efficient way to score in the NBA as it's currently constructed, for better or worse. The mid-range is an awful, awful place to uh Make your hay? Is that is that uh, I don't know. That can't possibly be a saying. But anyway, it's not a it's not a good you don't want to see a lot a high volume of shots coming from that area. Right. You want threes and in that zero to four foot range. Uh you know, the the line from Zach Lowe, maybe in his podcast, I don't think it was in the thing, but like if he's if he's misses a few more mid rangers, he's Gets back to his old efficiency, and it's kind of it's not a not a big leap for him this season. Um, so you see all that, but then you see you know I think I think the one thing is better than it than Kyrie objectively in mm-hmm. his his court vision mm-hmm. and his passing ability, um, and he he's he's much younger,
1: right. And less tread on the old tires. Less uh, tread n- on not the tires. Not as many worrying knee issues. Although I, some. I
0: did, I did hear uh, Brian Winhurst pointed out. Uh, maybe it was actually I don't think it was him. Lichtenstein,
1: so I think, is what you're.
0: Yes. Yeah. Lichtenstein that. Um, Kyrie has actually played more regular season games over the last two years than D'Lo. What that obfuscates, however, is the fact that Kyrie Irving hurt himself at the end of last season, therefore missed the entirety of his team's playoffs, so probably ended up sitting out as many games over that period mm. as, as D'Lo. So my two main concerns, and I think this is not this is not a novel take on Kyrie, Um injury history. Uh huh. As mentioned, he missed all of the Celtics playoffs last year. He missed in 2015-16 Cleveland Finals. He sat out. He's had knee surgeries, plural. Um, and that is enough to make you a little nervous if you're if you're <clears throat> putting that much faith in this guy. He's just getting older. Are, you know these, these sort of risks are only going to increase. And if we've known anything about the Nets, it's we have a way of having all of our starters simultaneously injured. People <laughs> just seem to get hurt on this team for whatever reason, even though we're constantly being touted for having a state-of-the-art medical team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just seem, for whatever reason, to have more injuries. So that's obviously a huge, huge risk with Kyrie Irving, Um, and the other one is his toxicity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has got a Uh, bad tooth. His unhappiness, his attitude, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's the elephant in the room. There's no way a guy as good as the one that we're describing um, statistically is not going to be... Embraced by every Nets fan the world over, unless he has a bad, bad track record. Yes. Uh, some people say, "Well, D'Lo had a bad track record when he came here." I would say, a 19-year-old putting up an indiscreet Snapchat is significantly different than having a hissy fit and leaving a team you're guaranteed to go to the championship with. Mm-hmm. So you could have your own team, who then you make so toxic that you underperform, <laughs> like on a historic level, and every single person in that organization seemingly hates you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so those are those are not insignificant red flags.
1: No. Well, but so give give me your uh, give me your take. You gotta go D'Angelo or Kyrie. Who, who are you going with? Well,
0: I think before we get into okay. whether I want... I mean, yeah, I think before we get into that, do you mind if we talk about what Kyrie might also bring? Sure. Let me just quickly just say
1: that I think we should all be prepared, as the glue guys and uh, Bill Simmons have mentioned, for... If and when the Nets do sign Kyrie Irving for a flood of hold-to-publish stories to come out that are make us all the more worried about his... So as much as we are worried about his culture fit right. right now, just know that that will increase quite a bit as all of the Boston Globe stories, ESPN stories, et cetera, et cetera, that they've been told, here's all of the dirt on Kyrie, just wait until he leaves, and then you can publish. Those stories go live. Yeah.
0: We are going to be inundated (laughs) with harrowing tales of Kyrie Irving. Uh, Unlike the Nets, who have mm, a beat writer. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Brian Lewis, stay strong. I mean, other guys are writing about it a little bit, but it's not not quite the media feeding frenzy that the most, uh, you know, the second most... Famous and beloved NBA franchise in the world gets. So there is not going to be a, a, a drizzle of these things. It is going to be a deluge. <laughs> uh, um, and, yeah, it's not going to feel good right away. I, I am personally going to try to sift through and find the, oh, that's uh, – He's really not that bad of a guy. Stories. Uh, he's getting unfairly blamed. I. I mean, honestly, I think that there needs to be some some things said about Daddy Ange. Mm. Um, I know that he's sort of untouchable. He did certainly outfox us in the trade <laughs> years ago. But if Al Horford leaves, and if Kyrie Irving leaves, and if they don't get anyone in free agency, they might be transitioning into some sort of rebuild. And uh, that can't look or feel very good for that guy. And he deserves a little bit of the blame. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So the other alluring thing about Kyrie is that there is some speculation that... He comes, would come as a package deal, even though KD has very been very explicit. He's not coming as a package deal. He's doing his own thing. Um, <laughs> he's coming with Kevin Durant. Right. And that's why we want him. Because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. the real guy that we want. Um, we're now the favorite at Caesars to land Kevin Durant, a guy that we said... Mm, Minimum five times on this podcast that there was a (laughs) 0.000000 in (laughs) chance we would ever, 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 ever get Kevin Durant. Yes. So that's correct. There is, if Vegas is right, we are very, very, (laughs) very, very very wrong. But keep listening. But keep listening. Uh, It wouldn't be the first time. So you've got a question. About KD. Yeah. How recovered do we think KD will be? Yeah. So it's a nine month injury, approximately, which would bring him back in March. So, like, the last month of the season next year. Mm-hmm. If it all goes beautifully. Uh, what do you think? Is, is he coming back 100 in nine months? Uh, literally, unprecedented physical feat. <laughs> Uh, no,
1: no. My my feeling is, and I mentioned this to you on draft night, if we can get a Kevin Durant back who looks a lot like a Tobias Harris, we would be, especially in that first year back, I'm not talking about that year. I, 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 I don't think they're going to play him, honestly, uh, next year. You
0: don't even think they'd, they'd uh, trot him out for the playoffs? I
1: don't think so. What I, if I, we got to,
0: like, the second round? I don't know.
1: I I I just doubt it, and I feel like I feel like the Nets would be so protective of their uh, of their player that they spent a lot of money on that they just wouldn't want to, especially you know, it's a sunk cost or whatever the fallacy is that I'm describing. But but because of what happened with the Warriors, even if it's a totally different thing and it's blah blah blah, I just feel like that'll
0: be in their mind if it's not in in Kevin Durant's yeah. mind. Yeah, but um, as as we saw, he. He cannot be talked out of not getting in a game when he really wants to lay it all out for a team he hasn't played one second of basketball with. (laughs) Ever. That's right, because that's
1: that's what being a tough guy is. Anyway, yeah, that's Um, my take.
0: Okay, so he's coming back from the absolute worst injury Mm -hmm. in sports. Mm -hmm. He's already 30 or 31? 31 now. He's 31 now. So we'll miss him in his 31 season. We'll yeah. get him back for his 32. That's my understanding. Yeah, season. Not the end of a guy of a guy's career,
1: especially not a prolific, you know, scorer
0: and whatever yeah. player yeah. like him. Uh, twilight, but not the end. However, if you're coming back from the worst injury you can. <laughs> you could possibly come back from could be, could precipitate the twilight a little sooner. Yeah. So, very real concern. You wanted to talk about salary implications of Durant. Oh, yeah. Thanks for hitting all my uh, TikToks here.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so that that is a very real concern. I I, I do just, re- super super quickly, I, I would also say that there is obviously a chance that he is, is better than a Tobias Harris, and obviously that's what the Nets think. That's what a lot of people who would be offering him an enormous max contract think. Yeah. Um, but,
0: so, yeah, so... T- I mean, I, I think... I think he would definitely be better than a Tobias X. Okay. Yeah. Coming back, okay. Yeah. Um, well... I, 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 not definitely, but right. I, I do think he would be
1: better. Okay, well, that sounds great. I mean, that, that honestly makes me feel a lot better. So, so in terms of salary cap implications, folks may not be aware, unless they've been glued to that Nets Daily Twitter feed... Um, that even though that it's basically have no one under contract, yep. we have no one on a expensive deal and we've been, you know, trading players and assets left and right to to get rid of cap space.
0: Right. We abandoning s- all first we round still, draft picks <laughs> yes. we for st- the rest of we time. still we still. Bill
1: do not have enough to sign Kevin Durant on a full max and and Kyrie Irving right so we're about two million short which I have seen means uh, and now we don't the the thing that this will hinge on is they don't actually have the official uh, cap amount yet yeah they have an estimate of about 109 million and that's what all these uh, projections are based on but. But basically, if it comes in that way, we're
0: going to have to probably trade a Musa. It, yeah, we'd, we'd have to get off a Musa. I've heard more terrifyingly we'd have to get off Torian Prince. Yeah. Which I'm, a, I'm probably... Probably... The biggest Musa fan I know. Yeah, I Um, would completely agree with that. Which is tough because, as you know, Claire is a huge Long Island Nets fan, Yeah, and yet I am still a bigger Musa fan. Yeah, yeah, she's seen the other players on that team. (laughs) Um, But it would hurt to lose him, but it would hurt worse to lose... Victorian Prince, who I am thrilled is on our team, and we can talk about a little bit later on. Me too, yeah. And I I would also,
1: it would suck to lose Musa too, just in a a cap move. Like, that's sad, because he could be good, who knows.
0: Well, our buddy James suggested that they could be looking to trade Joe Harris or Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Would you be... It, it, okay with that? It depends. We did get a point guard
1: in the draft. Now that guy does not seem like he's ready for prime time mm. right now. But yeah. But uh. But, but, I would be. Depends what we get basically for for Spencer. I mean, or or Joe Harris. I, I I'm not totally you know wed to having them on this team, but it, it could not be. Whereas with Musa, I feel like it would just be like a you know. Take Musa and give us a dollar or something, deal? Like right. I would want something good besides just clearing space.
0: Yeah, and not a first-round draft pick because we know what Sean Marks will do with it. <laughs> 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 That's going bye-bye. <laughs> so one other thing we have to—we we, we, good conscience must mention—is that DeAndre Jordan is a good friend of Kevin Durant's. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Want to be clearing yet more cap space to bring on a guy who, while averaging pretty gaudy numbers last season, was very bad. (laughs) Was he? Yes. Oh no. Yeah. From what I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Mavericks or when he was on the Knicks basketball, but he apparently it was like classic. Stat hunting, like he would get his rebounds or get a block, but try, like didn't try at all mm-hmm. last season. Um, which, I mean, he's still young enough to try, so maybe were he motivated to play for his right. good buddy yeah, Kevin go. Durant right. on a like competitive team? Right, though. he would do better, but that that seems like the most far fetched to me that we're going for DeAndre Jordan. Well,
1: I think, I mean, yeah, so the other way that I've seen us going after him, and that's a Mark, Mark Stein thing, so right. not a totally out. Uh, Not a total hack, Um, but yes, I agree. The only other way that we could get him is if we get him on an exception for like I don't know. I don't know what they are, but they're not. They're definitely less than ten million. Yeah, and he made twenty million last year. So right, it just seems unlikely, right? Yeah. But it's super excited. I, I, I'm so bummed to hear that he
0: stunk, because when I saw that... I mean, he still put up, like, 14 rebounds a game, <laughs> yeah. and, like, three blocks. He would... I mean, if he gave any effort at all, he would make Jared <laughs> Allen look like a complete joke. But... I do, I just don't see like they're talking about trading Coonroots and Musa, and probably Prince would have to go as well, and maybe a Spencer. So, so we have a, a in and out DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> uh, uh, incredibly volatile Kyrie Irving, and a down for the count Kevin Durant is the is the new team. With Karis Levert, you know, getting in his 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 season average of thirty eight games. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a hilarious recap of our new lives. So, together. I want to do some takeaways. Okay, yeah. let's 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 get. Big. We we've sort of laid out the land, what 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 it looks like. We could be getting these two superstars. I feel like we should just be like these are the best players that could have ever have conceivably wanted to come to Brooklyn. Like we should be grateful, and yet we're sitting here whining and complaining and all of these things, which I'm going to continue to do for. A bit. <laughs> Folks, we said Kevin Durant had a 0% <laughs> chance. So. Uh, so, assuming this is a done deal, we are transitioning, Simon, from an exciting young team mm-hmm. who totally outperformed expectations last season mm-hmm. to an older team with massive expectations. Yes uh with KD out obviously won't be a contender next season but the following year guaranteed we're supposed to be a contender yes in the east so we're going from my god i wonder if they can sniff at 8th place in the playoffs to they're going to win they need to win or this is not worth what the price that was paid for right So in a similar vein, we won't only be a an older team with giant expectations, we will be an older, more injury-ridden team. Mm -hmm. So KD comes and he's let's say he's 80% of his old self. As you said, is he better than Tobias Harris? Is he a max guy? Is that a max guy? And we're talking, like, big max. 35% of Cap's right. max. I think that's the biggest max. That is the biggest max other than the super max. Oh, right. Which yeah. you could only get if he stayed on uh, stays with Golden State. Right. So we have KD. Let's say he comes back at 80% cynically. We've got Kyrie, who, as I said, has missed two crucial playoffs in his career Uh, Karis LeVert who is chronically injured Mm -hmm. and this is a team those would be the three stars on this team Mm -hmm. this is the team that we're trusting is going to with massive expectations to succeed if one of those three guys goes down the expectations have to plummet almost Mm -hmm. immediately Um, and that seems like a pretty high probability that one of those three guys would like given their history would not be able to make it for the full season plus playoffs that's true. Do you know what Kevin Durant's injury history, other than this? Massive... He had a really bad foot thing too. Um, oh
1: right, yeah. The doctor O'Malley, yes, O'Malley also worked. The doctor O'Malley also. Have we on. talked to just as a brief aside? Have we talked on air about how upsetting it is that every team gets to use him? Yeah. Even
0: though he's our team physician. <laughs> well, it gives us insight. Like that actually is something comforting about the Durant thing. Mm. Like if if Doctor O'Malley thinks he's going to, I mean, he also thought Karis LeVert was going to not be injured every year, but <laughs> no, but he did recover fully but he that. did the from only thing can tell you is, yeah. <laughs> the only thing he can tell you is is the work he's done so I would just say that 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 worries me we become a very like we become extremely vulnerable and reliant upon people with with really bad injury histories mm-hmm. um, it makes me it, 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 it's a throwback to the uh, Celtics trade days with really old guys that maybe aren't gonna make
1: it well it's so the the difference there to me are, there's two differences and not to say that your concerns aren't real but the two differences there are, you're talking about dinosaur paul pierce and dinosaur oh, yeah. kevin Durant. i mean, a by decade older
0: than Kyrie, yeah
1: um and you're also talking about it the un- unprotected picks that we had to give up that completely destroyed our our chance at a future um. So those two things are different. I also. So I don't. Yeah. I. I guess I just. You know. In, we just watched it. The only thing that I can say is we just watched. You know the NBA finals were defined by both injuries and by like star talent, right? Yes. You had you had Kawhi Leonard who had just spent you know almost the entire season on the bench with a very mysterious thigh injury that appears to have reemerged and will probably be there forever. And <clears throat> Kevin Durant and uh clay Thompson, like and you know, those those teams were pretty rock to the core. Yeah. Uh even the Warriors who have like, you know, the the you know, five headed Hydra whatever whatever. Uh you take two of those I mean, even they are not Impenetrable to right. to losing huge huge stars. So yeah, injuries are extremely devastating, uh, especially when you're a star driven team, which means that you have these players gobbling up seventy percent of your salary cap, and you cannot afford to get any players right. that can. It'd
0: be very it'd be a lot trickier to sign Karis LeVert if he really is that good this season. Um, Jared Allen coming down the line. I mean, all these guys will start. Demanding actual money, uh, we won't be able to keep them. Around. Joe Harris is gone next year. Well, yeah, it'd be a, yeah. So so these are players that I don't
1: really totally understand it. But 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 if if our owners are willing to pay the luxury tax, you can always keep your own people. As I understand, it. you can sign them oh, outside okay. the cap. With, I with, think with uh, with yeah. But uh, at least with people like Karis Levert, I don't know what the situation is with like Joe Harris.
0: Um, all right, I want to say one more thing about Sean Marks. Okay. And then I'll give you my final thing, and then I want to hear about Coping with Kyrie. Great. Okay. So I want to, I want to say a few things about the great Sean Marks. Uh, in the hubbub of potentially getting these two superstars, um, the fact that we had to trade two first to get off Alan Crabb has sort of been lost. Uh, Alan Crabb was a disastrous... <laughs> Disastrous Offer sheet that we Made the Blazers eat That we then went and pursued And ate ourselves (laughs) We got sloppy seconds On the absolute (laughs) worst contract And just had to give up Two extremely valuable things To get off of it Yes Also lost Is that we traded away Our very best player And all-time franchise leading scorer Brooke Lopez As well as a first-round pick That became Kyle Kuzma in order to get D'Angelo Russell. If this trade scenario goes through, we are letting D'Lo walk for nothing. We'll have given up Brooke and that first-round pick for nothing. Um, So while these are exciting, (laughs) exciting times, and we, assuming this goes down, we'll undeniably be getting some very famous players on the team um, you know Some eggs have to be broken When making an omelette mm-hmm. So you break the Delo, Walking and Brooke Lopez And all these draft picks Alan Krabs um, But we lost a lot of very very delicious eggs In this omelette process And at this point <laughs> it's incre- It's very unclear to me Whether the omelette we're getting Is going to be any good Mm-hmm. Uh, or if we're even getting the fucking omelette, or instead just getting Kyrie and a panic overpay for someone else. <laughs> um, right? So if that's, yeah, you know, well, this is not a guaranteed, uh, you know, ham and cheese done to perfection. Uh-huh. Um, and my final comment I don't think KD's coming. Whoa! Yeah, would you say there's a zero percent chance? I stand by my <laughs> earlier proclamation. I just don't think I, I think that I think that he may uh, end up staying in Golden State. Yeah,
1: I uh, I share your apprehension there. Um, I will just play optimist here, which probably means that the Nets are cursed, uh, <laughs> and say that I think I think uh, KD will come to the Nets. I I think... And that, Kyrie. And Kyrie. Um, and just, just to sort of try to, to begin the, the, the process of a, what I hope is a very soothing, comforting uh, last few moments of this part of the discussion, um, I'll start by saying, yes, it, it, are, it would hurt very, very badly to lose D'Angelo Russell for the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, but Kyrie doesn't come, and then subsequently, even a chance at Kevin Durant, even even a serious look from Kevin Durant, does not happen without D'Angelo Russell. Like, I know he won't be there, right. but the team that, that caught Kyrie's eye, that then, in this scenario we're imagining, that gets Kyrie to say, hey, I've got this great team here, come play with me, that then gets Kevin Durant to say, sure, uh, doesn't happen without D'Angelo. Um, so he his even if we do, uh, he does go somewhere else, which is heartbreaking. W- what he built right. is a part of. So what he's not walking us. for
0: nothing. He has developed us to a place that positions us to get the superstar Right. He was a means to an end, and for that, Sean Marks should be lauded. I mean, I think
1: D'Angelo should be lauded, but yeah. Sean Marks deserves credit for, for making him. it happen. Right. Um and just for folks who who are who are dripping with worry about Kyrie Irving, I am with you. And I was up until pretty recently, you know, 85 percent 80, against this. I'm now fifty five percent, sixty percent in favor of this. A big part of it, honestly, was this Nets Daily article, uh, by James Max Rose, something Max Rose. Yeah, Jalen Max Rose. Yeah. <laughs> um, And it includes, it's a great breakdown of all the things that are nice about Kyrie. It it excludes any bad things, basically, just in his words. And then it also includes his 2018-2019, so very recent highlights. And they are just wonderful. They include him, like, it seems like he can uh, get out on the break a lot. A lot more than the Nets' uh, current team. He's crossing people over. He's getting to the rim.
0: Really sick handles. He has.
1: I agree with you that 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 D'Angelo is a better passer, but Mm -hmm. but Kyrie has some some quite nice dimes (laughs) uh, in in that highlight package, and just sort of try to block ever. As I said earlier, try to block everything out. About you know, we'll see what this culture can do to him. Maybe it'll be. Maybe he'll be reborn, but the guy is a very talented player.
0: So, I think it's safe to say we are both feeling now, today, like the Brooklyn Nets next season are going to be a very, very different team. They're yeah. going to look a lot different than they did this year. Yeah, it's in sad, terms of, Bill. Uh, yeah, in terms of personnel, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard uh, change is difficult. It is. Um, especially... With a team that so wildly overperformed and was so young. And it would have been interesting to see how far the whole development and culture thing can take you. Um, I mean, you need a star to win a championship. But um, I wonder if we had a star or have a star currently. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's talk we gotta talk about the draft results too. Yeah. We can't in good con you wanna get some water? Uh I kinda do. I have a I'm really thirsty. Yeah. Well I mean it's extremely hot in here. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. I have the fucking I don't know. It's yeah, it's just really hot. Especially over here. It's cooler over there mm-hmm. by the windows. Okay. I'll take your word for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, draft picks. Knicks, uh, Nets with the thirty-first pick select Nick Claxton mm-hmm. of Georgia. Yeah, uh, he's six eleven and three quarters inches tall, so he'd be the tallest net mm-hmm. uh, other than Kevin Durant, uh, with a seven two and a half foot wingspan mm-hmm. and a 36 thirty-six and a half inch vertical. Simon. Yeah. Um, he's quite thin. Yeah. Uh, which is a theme for big men on the <laughs> Nets. Uh, but in a Nets Daily article, he says, maybe, someone writes, maybe his mom, Nicole, can help with some of her Cajun cornbread.
1: Yeah. He's going to need about 50 pounds of cornbread
0: on his body. Uh, a daily, <laughs> on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. He, what is he, 215. So that's.
0: Two, that's uh, 216.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's about uh, 20 pounds lighter.
0: Than, and yes, than and he's, even pencil-thin Jared Allen. He's eight pounds heavier than Bulbul. To look at it in a different light, that is comforting. That <laughs> is comfort- I would rather have Nick Clarkson than Bulbul. Uh, I would definitely not. Bulbul is still my. What dream. happened with him? I guess we'll talk about. Yeah, it I don't off know. Break, yeah, I don't. I, I I I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, Nick Nick Claxton used to be a point guard till he had a growth spurt. He grew from six foot to set six foot seven between his freshman and sophomore year. Um, so he can he can he can drive, dribble, dish maybe. I, I yeah, imagine he must can, know how to pass some, somewhat. Dish um, good defensively. Needs to work on his shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think he's gonna get time? with the Nets this season or is he going to be a G-leaguer?
1: I think
0: that I I think
1: he will get time. I I don't think he's ready to get much time just because of his size and the fact that we, we he his his three-point shooting there are signs that it's like could be good It's like 28% and he shot like a number of them there was some comparison um forget where I saw this but but he, he shot many more three-pointers and made many more three-pointers than Jared Allen did in college. Okay. Um, so there, there's, there's real chance for a three-point but right now it's 28%. He can't be a stretch four, uh, really. So, and that's really the only
0: place I could see him playing and not getting... You know, eaten up Right, so he'd be backing up DeAndre Jordan and, and uh, Jared, Jared Allen, Allen. Yeah.
1: But on the other hand, like, yeah I don't know, as we said I don't know that we're going to get uh,
0: DeAndre Jordan So I don't know who else is going to be there at the center position Right. So maybe he will um, yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see him getting some, some run, and actually giving Jared Allen a little run for his money. I liked the Ringer reaction. Uh, they said he was the steal of the second round. Um, one of them did. I don't remember which. Uh, charks. Charks, yeah, and that um, he liked him, but the only thing he didn't like about him was that he was going to one day surpass another guy he really liked, which was Jared Allen. Yeah. And he didn't want to see that happen to poor baby Jared. Uh, the other guy we got, Jalen Hands, I think we can both confidently say is not going to get a lot of run with the Nets this season unless something truly catastrophic happens.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Although he shot 37% from three. That's good. He seems like he's
0: speedy, from what I yeah have very hyper athletic.
1: Yes, that, that's good. He's
0: six foot three. Yeah, that's not a good size for a two guard. Well,
1: he'd be PG. He, okay, he averaged six um, six assists in his. his Do you
0: scenario. did you hear the glue guys theory?
1: No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm way behind on my
0: glue guys. All right, so. I got to give them credit. They had a really good theory on this as why it's disconcerting. Uh, I'll I'll be very brief because we're a Nets podcast t- talking about another Nets podcast. Um, but they basically thought that you've read all of the things about how Joe Psy knows um, Jalen Hand's. Because they're both from San Diego, oh, yeah. and he watched them grow up, and he really liked him. When he had when UCLA came over to China, and he said something about that. So they're worried that Joe Tsai forced them to make this second round pick to get Jalen Hands, mm-hmm. and that he's going to be a overly involved owner. Hmm. This could be a sign of that, Uh-oh. which is worrisome. Nets have also added Amida Brima. CJ Massenberg, Ahmed Hill, and Jalen Morris. Oh, and small forward Caleb Johnson to the Summer League squad. Which of those are you most excited to watch <laughs> on <laughs> the Sling subscription of Yes Network that I that I uh, buy just so that we can watch you a can few of these a, Summer League summer,
1: games? Uh, I don't know anything about any of them to be... To Amita Brema totally is a seven-footer.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, and apparently a... Really good blocker. Okay. Uh, I know nothing about the other people, other than names that I copy and pasted from. An article.
1: <laughs> well, I I noticed that there's a certain uh, who is the guy that I like, uh, the guy that i was obsessed with. That I sent you the video uh, of. Uh, you never watched? Patterson. Just Justin Patton. Yeah. I
0: Patton. Yeah. Su- suspicious lack of that name on our summer league <laughs> team. Yeah, patents. Bye, bye. Speaking of bye, bye, this is a new segment called "Au Revoir, Mon Cherie." <laughs> <laughs> we have some goodbyes to say. Simon, yeah. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, not in net, not probably not coming back unless we get desperate and take him back on a on a vet minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us your fondest RHJ memory.
1: Uh, my fondest RHJ memory. It's probably, probably his reverse thrown up layup at the uh, at the to to win the the um, Kings game. Ah, uh, it's just you know that was it was a tough year for him, and he was still totally in it. He didn't you know he didn't come off the bench and sulk. He was you know ready to go, and he was quite good in that game.
0: Uh, Again, we're going to put this call out one final time. If anyone knows where in the hell Rondé (laughs) Rondé Hollis Jefferson's restaurant in Long Island is, we would love to patronize it. Um, I hope he does not go the way of another net. We recently lost Alan (laughs) Crabb. uh who simon <laughs> sent me like the tmz tweet was it tmz mm-hmm. the tmz tweet our boy crab was arrested for dui on the sunset strip mm-hmm. uh ronde try to be a little more discreet in your coping with no longer being a net yeah Oof. uh but uh, while we're saying goodbye simon i think it's also time we say bonjour <laughs> to Travion. I'm not Travion. Thank (laughs) God, not Travion. Let's hope we say (laughs) goodbye to that man. Uh, Torian Prince. Yeah. Uh, are you excited about him? I am increasingly
1: excited about him. I, w- I was pretty down on him in the la- our last podcast, but once again, I've immersed myself in the cocoon of Nets uh, coverage and I'm emerged <laughs> a butterfly <laughs> of optimism. Do you think he plays one minute with the Nets or is he getting traded? Is uh, he getting traded? I really hope we keep him because we too. could use him at the three or the four. I mean, it'd be a disaster at the four, but he'd be less of a disaster than any four we've had.
0: I I completely and totally agree. I would love it if KD could be our four of the future. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he's gonna be. (laughs) I really really don't. I know I've been saying this for a long time, and I look pretty pretty stupid right now. Well, we
1: all yes. We no one is.
0: No one could have foreseen this. this, Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll take some. It's cold comfort, but some. Um. All right. What else? What? How? How do you want to end this thing? You got anything left to say, Re-nets? Uh
1: I'll just say quickly that t- to your point about you know the team changing, um, I think we just have to remember how incredibly like fleeting sports. Enjoyment is because it's mostly just pain. huh. Uh, and so just try to think back to those great memories of last season, which was truly a magical year and one that you know will not be recreated even if we don't get either of those two play. You know, too much, th- you know, the only constant bill is change, and, right? And it's just hard to, we won't be able to recapture that magic. So no. just try
0: to remember it fondly. I mean. I'm also concerned, like, if we don't get these block tickets next season, tickets are even just to watch Kevin Durant sit on the bench. Tickets are going to be minimum one and a half times, two times as expensive next season. If we don't... Yeah.
1: Here's the other thing about if we get Kevin Durant. If they do have the block next year... Yeah. The next year... Even more unlikely, really unlikely, really unlikely.
0: Or, like the guy was saying who we talked to at the draft, um, they could be doing like setting this up now so that it becomes like a desirable section to sit in, and then people end up paying to be a part of the block. Mm. Uh, I, for one, unless they are wildly affordable. Uh, discounted seats will not be able to afford <laughs> membership into the Hallowed Block. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have to audition again this year, which humiliating. But yeah. All right. Anyway, that'll that'll do it for us this week. That is uh, that's a very positive note, Simon. We will always have uh, one first round win against. <laughs> deceptively good Philadelphia 76ers yes. team. The Raptors have said that was the hardest team they played oh, this, this playoffs. And by the fact that they went to seven and won on a miracle shot at the end of a game, uh, some credence to that. Um, and we took a game off them and could have taken game four. Yeah. I still contend, Have right. we not been jobbed by the... <laughs> by the refs. Hey, we'll um, get
1: calls. If we get Kyrie, it'll at least be one guy who yes. gets calls. Oh, my God. That'd be interesting. Yeah,
0: that's a great point. Um, all right. We will be back soon. Uh, we'll get... Uh, free agency starts on Sunday. We'll record next week, and <laughs> it'll be the Welcome to Brooklyn Kyrie podcast, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. So we will go ahead and uh, see you next
1: time.
0: I was tired of my lady